Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. We're going to talk some cricket right now. Today, the Black Cats start their ODI series against India at Eden Park looking to bounce back after a muddling run of the white ball form. Turbulence and controversy are two words that the Black Caps and New Zealand cricket haven't really had associated with the four for the better part of a decade as fans and the organisation have enjoyed a golden run of talent and achievement. But times are changing, players are ageing, and the doubt is growing that the extended period of world-beating form is coming to an end. Peter McGlashan is a former Black Caps wicketkeeper and he's commentated a truckload of his latest generation, and he's also coached a young Israel dag back in the mighty Hawks Bay, and hopefully he keeps those stories in his pocket. Morning, Peter. Morning, Lutzi. Times are changing, players are ageing. You didn't write that, did you? I did. I did. Of course I did. Of course I wrote that, There was a bit. There was a bit. There was some so you just come route, out Peter? swinging straight away. <laughs> I said, when they said you were coming on, I said, well, it's funny to say, he actually coached me at a young age and uh, when I was running into the crease and bare feet and he was wicket-keeping behind the sticks, mate. How you doing? You know, what are you up to these days, Pete? Oh, mate, I'm uh, busy, busy. I, uh, I'm on the local board for Mount Kikitamaki, Auckland Council, as a, as a local politician, and I'm also working at Waka Kotei. So uh, I've got, I got, uh, got plenty of things on the go. But, uh, yeah, mate, you're that, uh, it's one of my favourite memories from Sky TV, is you rocking up to me uh, at Waikato Hospital with Sat Guildford, saying, do you remember coaching me at cricket? And I must admit, you know, there was a lot of players that I coached over the years, and, but you were one of the ones who obviously had to make that tough choice between rugby and cricket. You could have been the next Trent Bolt. <laughs> no, mate, not, not even close. I enjoyed 140 my days. Ks, they reckon. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Calm down. Don't bring it up. You're just feeding Beaver. No, no, those are good days. Those are good days. We had some good times at Parkville, and I always remember you behind the behind the stumps there. And I was trying to rip it down there, but you were just mate phenomenal with those uh, those gloves and hands. So appreciate you coming on. Anyway, what are your expectations uh, for the ODI series, Pete? Yeah, I think it's always a big day when the Indian team comes to town. I know when I played against them, it was you know the biggest occasion of my playing career. 
Um, it's a little bit of a shame the weather that we've had in Auckland recently. I'm not sure what sort of crowd we'll get at Eden Park this afternoon, but you know, as you mentioned in your intro, there's a few players that are needing to prove themselves and a few players which will um, you know, potentially be one of their last series against one of the biggest countries. Hey, Pete, it's Kempe here, mate. Firstly, uh, congratulations on your daughter. I hear con- uh, graduating from Takiura last week alongside my daughter. Is that correct? In, uh, oh, it was her, my um... wife, but I'm sure she'll appreciate the compliment. It's uh, <laughs> oh, yes. my, wife, my wife finished Takiura uh, uh, in, in the class next door to, to your uh, daughter, and it was awesome to see. Was it you and your son doing the haka to celebrate the graduation the other day? So. Yeah, it's that's a big right. commitment for Fano to be doing that. So, uh, yeah, part of our Fano's Rio journey, that's for sure. Oh, awesome. Oh, well, congratulations for that, mate. Hey, uh, I guess, do you suspect the um, players themselves feel under pressure to perform and prove that this golden run isn't done? Yeah, well, I think there'll be there'll be a few people looking over their shoulder, obviously, with the discussion about mm. Martin Guptill over the last few weeks and mm. realising that, you know, as, a, as professional athletes, you don't always get to choose when you finish. And, you know, I know that was something that Izzy um, worked his way through when he finished his rugby career. It's, it's one of those things where you, you always hope that you'll finish on your own terms and, unfortunately, sometimes those things are taken away from you. So it does, it will be a reminder for this crop to, to know that, you know, the the coaching and selection staff will will do what is required for the best of the team. Mate, where where are we as with depth in the country in terms of cricketing around the domestic um, game back in NZ, Pete? Like, have we got enough depth to be able to you know fill those gaps, those those voids that these generational players have had had for a long time? Is the depth strong? Yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the, the, the domestic competition is much stronger than you know back in my day, where there probably was only fifteen to twenty players that could compete at the international stage. The the quality of um, and the depth is definitely much better than then because we do see these players kind of come from the domestic scene and have success straight away. But I think it's always a challenge when you have a, a really good generation who have probably dominated the local scene and then advanced at the same time to the New Zealand scene, and it does leave a bit of a hole behind them. So. You know, there are some players like the Tom Bruce's of the world who have had a bit of a go, but those players haven't managed to establish themselves. So next, we've got this gap down to the Finellans of the world. Um, it is cyclical, and it's just one of those things. It's a challenge. How long do you keep the, the players that have done all the work for you? I think the current environment with dollar signs everywhere means that it is even harder to you know, manage that transition because you're not sure who's going to stay around for longer. It's not entirely up to the national body as to the um, succession planning. So it's a difficult time at the moment, um, but it does create lots of opportunities. Hey, Pete, so what's your, what's your read on the Guppy situation? You know, like, um, you just you touched on it there. He's, he's a legend. You know, it's been a bit of a messy one where they've pulled him out of the team and um, Finn Allen's gone back in there. They're saying that he's the next big thing. Is that gap, like, are we thinking that Finn Allen just steps into Guppy's shoes or is there a transition before he actually gets up to there? And what, how do you feel about Guppy? Do you think he's been handled yeah. right? Well, I think it's, um, it's a difficult one for Martin where he, in each of the formats, he's sort of, um, you know, he's been out of the test team for a little while. And so then he really needed to, to try and work out, okay, how do I exit gracefully from the white ball team because he hasn't um, had all three formats to call on. And that has meant that it's come to this kind of crunchy point much faster than a Kane Williamson who can kind of pick and choose which format he finishes when. I think it will take a while because Guppy's an amazing player. It will take a while for Finn Allen to fill those boots, but we do need to prepare the next generation to come through. Um, as 
Kane pointed out yesterday, you know, Guppy hasn't announced his retirement. If he still wants to push for the opportunity to play in the Black Caps, he can. But by turning down the central contract, it does say it does send a bit of a signal to selectors in New Zealand cricket that um, you know his focus might be elsewhere. So uh, we're just starting to see that. I think I noticed that um, you know Jimmy Nisham's the only player who doesn't have a central contract who's still involved in this series, with the likes of Bolt and others um, stepping away. So I think it's the start of you know, potentially a, a river of players who are in that generation um, and would rather go out on their own terms rather than have someone, you know, tell them their time is up. So we're mainly focusing on the batting sense, um, Peter, but you get a sense if, if Tim Southey does something similar, Trent Bolt's already gone, we've lost one of our leading bowlers uh, in the game. So are, are we, do we have enough depth in New Zealand to, worst case scenario, Tim Southey, gets an injury or steps aside, there's someone be able to come in. Who would take over that captain's armband for our bowling unit? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, Tim and, and Trent have been um, the backbone of this side for so long. Lucky Ferguson, you know, is still reasonably young and, and could pick up that. Uh, guys like Tickner and that have had a go. There's probably been more... Um, uh, rotation policy has probably been greater with fast bowlers and that tends to happen because of the injuries. So there's a broader number of players to pick from with the um, fast bowlers, but they probably haven't had the number of games that some of the batters have. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of an unknown there. You know, to see the names of uh, guys like Matt Henry still in the mix does sort of suggest that um, it's still the um, the incumbents that are dominant. But as you said, you know, you're only ever one injury away and cricket's the type of game that if you do come in and do well, then you really can secure your spot and be there for a long time. Pete, what do India always do well in one-day cricket? Uh, they're always aggressive. Um, I, you know, the, the only way you can get to the top of Indian cricket is if you're pretty, pretty special because you know, there's a billion people in India who all want to play for their national team. <laughs> so if you get there, you are obviously something pretty special. Um, and you know, we see them uh, generally be pretty aggressive regardless of what they play, but they always struggle in New Zealand, in particular at this time of year because it's so bloody cold and wet. Um, so you know, New Zealand do have a bit of an advantage there from a conditions point of view. But um, if you give them a chance, uh, you know, there will always be quality who step up. So New Zealand team, it's a good test for them. You know, normally there's a pretty good crowd with a, a huge number of Indian fans in New Zealand already. So it's a good, it's a good series to measure yourself on, you know, regardless of how the team goes. Even as an individual, you can look at your opponent across the uh, field and sort of say, actually, I, I matched myself up pretty well against a guy who obviously did pretty well to get to his national team. Well, if Gary Steed got to the end of this, uh, you know, this series against India, what would be a pass mark or you know, exemplary mark for this uh, Black Cap side? Um, with you know, a little bit of a a kind of roller coaster ride they've had of as of late. What what would be happy for for Gary Steed and Kane Williamson going uh, post this ODI series? Well, I think they want to, you know they want to come out of it. Um Oh, I mean, they want it to be close, you know. So with three games, um, potentially some weather getting in the mix as well, you know, they want to be kind of one, two, two, one if they can. Uh, it would be a real mm. concern if um, if they were swept away by the Indian team on our on our own patch. Um, but you know, as long as a few individual players do come through, even if they're, they're on the losing tally um, in the series, as long as some of those players have stepped up and shown shown that there is a um, there are players waiting in the wings, then you know it still would have been a, a good series. It's a strange summer with New Zealand going overseas. I think you guys have got the broadcast rights for when they go over to Pakistan. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting summer for New Zealand fans to sort of 
keep track on the black caps either here or overseas um, and hopefully even if the team doesn't go well as a whole if we can see some of these younger players coming through then um, it will mean at least there's some development work happening for the next World Cup Well one of those players last question before we let you go statement innings do you reckon it's far away for skipper Kane Williamson? Yeah, Kane's at an interesting time of his career. He's sort of, um, you know, he's had so many injuries. That elbow, um, yeah, I think yeah. Jacob Warren at one stage said that he'd cut his finger off if it meant that he'd um, get back on the puck. I'm not sure Kane's going to be cutting his elbow off anytime soon, but he's one of those <laughs> players that you almost, you're always going to make room for him. It doesn't matter what team you're playing in. It doesn't matter how poor the other players are playing. You're always going to find room for him because he's world class. But, um, you know, those days do get harder and harder um, to if, if it is affecting the rest of the team. You do look to Kane to perform, and if he is under the weather and not doing well, it can sort of send a bit of a rock through the changing room. So you do have to be careful how long you carry those those um, golden players because it can start to um, influence the rest of the rest of the team. Beautiful, mate. Appreciate your time. And, and just quickly, I've got a vivid memory of you behind those stumps wearing that face mask, the Aero kit. You still got it, mate? Yeah, I've still got one buried in the garage somewhere. I, I don't know what your house is like, but all my memorabilia is like buried in the back room of the garage. My uh, whanau isn't the type that likes to have my cricket memorabilia on the walls. So it's quite cool kind of walking through the world now with lots of people not even knowing that I ever played cricket. It's only when times like you guys call up, someone someone will hear me at work today and they'll be saying, I don't even know you played for the Black Cats. <laughs> well, you should, come, you should have come up and said hello last week, Peter. You should have come up and, and introduced yourself. It would have been great to to uh, to say no, hello. I will, I will um, next time. It was a uh, it was a big crowd and it's a special occasion. So there's um yeah it's an it's a integral part of our Farno's journey and it was uh, obviously it, it meant a lot to you guys as well, Kimpy. So um, it was a pleasure to, to be there, waiting in the wings, watching. Okay, Pete. Yep. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, mate. I'm so proud of you and your wife and, and the journey that you're taking. And awesome um, that you got to uh, talk to us this morning. Uh, about everything cricket on Izzy and Kibby for breakfast. Go well, mate. Have a good weekend. And, uh, yeah, I'll look forward to um, catching up with you eventually one day. Pleasure. Cheers, Pete. Yeah, 18 minutes past seven. Makes a lot of sense, guys. Makes a lot of sense about the depth in that next generation coming through. Well, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's just just singing the same song sheet that the ABs are going through, you know. We've had such a generational period and now we're going through a time when those players are going to hang up their boots, you know, and and building for that future. And now we'll see if if what the New Zealand cricket have done in the past with the domestic game, the community game, and and trying to bring kids into the game of cricket, whether it's, it's working. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a tough time, a rocky time, but a time that's needed in all sports. And and every franchise, every country grows for these situations. Um, but in sense of Tim Southey goes, man, that's a huge loss because we've already lost <laughs> Dutch and Bolt. Tim Southey, two players and names that have been synonymous with the Black Caps for a very long time. It's scary. <laughs> but hey, he is. life goes he on. He is. Mm-hmm. Boys, do you think like there is a really telling part of that conversation where he said that that players are starting to decide for themselves when they are, are moving on do you think that there is um, well what's been highlighted is that the players voice is starting to really c- come out here like cricket you know you had Mahi Drysdale yesterday like pl- do you think the athletes have finally woken up to say, right, we're sick of we're sick of what's going on. We're going to start deciding ourselves what what needs to happen. Yep, 
Yes. I, I guess we're getting a sense of that. I know in particular with rugby, with Adi Savea, he's um, his own identity. He's gone over, he's, he's got an, um, his agent's Jay-Z brand over in America. They do things a whole lot different. I'm getting a sense of it, Kempe. Um yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know if it is good or bad. It's just, yeah, like the players, without the players and the athletes, the sport's got nothing. So it's mm. a, You're right, it is interesting. As in, it's hard to work out whether it's good or bad. But, Kimpy, have you heard of the player empowerment era of the NBA? And that's what's kind of they've gone through over the last yeah. decade, where players have been able to force their own ways out of teams. They sign these massive contracts, and then they force their way to be traded out of teams. They can sit out. They say, no, I'm going to get an independent doctor. I'm going to go see an independent specialist. No, my mental health isn't right. I'm not playing. They have taken the power off the teams. In the NFL, because, you know, we're light years behind American sport and European sport here. We're in this young part 100%. of the world. In the NFL, it's still very much a a owner-driven competition, and that has created a lot of issues. And they've, you know, you're seeing that in the CTE debate. And um, Chris Nowinski, mm. who we spoke to, that's a lot of that is that issue. The players haven't been able to felt like they've had enough of representation. And that collective bargaining between players and governing bodies is such a dynamic and ever-moving relationship. And in New Zealand, you are bang on. We are just starting to get to the tip of the iceberg. 100%. And Mahi Drysdale and what they are doing, whether they're going to be, whether the ERA says they are employee, they are employees of high-performance sport or not, will be seismic shifting in the way that athletes are treated in New Zealand, Kimby. Hundred percent, and you know they they use it. I I had a few conversations yesterday, boys, um, after the show because what uh, what was put in out in the papers yesterday isn't new. It's been around for a long, long time. It's just that we've got a profile in Mahi Drysdale's name, Olympic gold medalist. That's at the at the forefront of it at the moment. They said finger on the pulse. I'll tell you what they've done. They've actually put their hand inside their chest and they've got their heart in the hand. That's how close they are to the actual source of the issue. So watch the space. It was really interesting what Peter McGlashan just said there about players deciding their futures. Yep. I think we are going to see some, like you said, Louis, seismic shift happen. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.